the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. The Word of God is full of life-changing power. So our prayer is that this broadcast equips you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Remember to hit the notification bell on YouTube to get this teaching and worship with us live each week. Let's join Bishop Greer. Today we're going to be in the second part of our series on Nehemiah. Uh, Nehemiah chapter two. We're going to start with verse one. Before I do that, I'm going to pray with you and for you. Father, open eyes, illuminate hearts. Father, may this word go deep into our understanding and may we uh, be expanded, God, uh, in our thinking and our, our, our believing and our imagining all because of what we experience today in this word. And we give you all the honor in advance. In Jesus' precious name, we pray and we all say amen. All right. Nehemiah chapter two. And verse one, we covered chapter one last week. And uh, he says here, and it came to pass in the month of Nisan. Now, I mentioned last Sunday that the book of Nehemiah is, is really an inspired memoir. He uh, catalogs important dates, important people, important places, and also the problems that made Nehemiah great. Now, most of us look at our problems as burdens and, and things that we kind of resent and we wish we didn't have to go through. But if we handle our problems properly, actually, those are the things that God can use to make us great. And, and problems or burdens can become blessings if we're faithful in them. I want you to think about it. There would be no Moses if there was no Pharaoh. There there would have been no David without Goliath. There would be no stories about Daniel unless, you know, he was put into the lion's den. And there'd be no Jesus without a cross. And really, there would not be a you without things in your life that have cost. So this is the reality. And the problems that we face in life are actually the things God uses to make us great. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes. Now, there's multiple reasons why Nehemiah journaled this uh, for us. Of course, the Spirit of God prompted him, uh, but it, it was for us. And we learn, you know, thousands of years removed. But there were also personal benefits to Nehemiah here. You know, studies show and, and Nehemiah didn't know all this at the time. But studies show that when we tell our story to someone who cares, someone that that really loves us, it, it flips off all of the toxic stress hormones and it flips on the hormones like uh, oxytocin and dopamine and nitric oxides and, and endorphins, etc. So w- when you share your story with someone who's listening to hear, not to judge, not to condemn, not to criticize 
Uh, it, it actually relieves you of stress. This is why, by the way, prayer is so important because it's an opportunity to flip off all the stress and bring our burdens to God. But also in the natural, we need people who love us and care. And, and I think, you know, talking to someone you love is actually some of the strongest medicine on planet Earth. Um, you know, sometimes, though, I want you to think about this, particularly the men, um, you know, those that, that share with us, they don't always need us to fix our problems, uh, their problems, as much as just to listen. So j- just, again, listening is so huge. Many times when I, I mean, in fact, just this week, I was talking to another bishop and I was sharing some of what I was experiencing. And he just listened. And uh, the benefit of that was incredible. Actually, I started answering some of my problems as he he listened. So th- there's power uh, in, in just, you know, being a listening ear. Actually, I've called my dad on the phone. I've just shared. And all he did was listen. And after I got off the phone, I felt a whole lot uh, better. And, you know, it's just great benefit in sharing your story and sharing what you're experiencing uh, with, with those who care. Uh, and then he said, when wine was before him, so, you know, again, I'm going line by line and I'm not going back to the uh, beginning of this sentence. But the short of it is Nehemiah brought wine before the king. And uh, we, we found in chapter one that Nehemiah was a foreigner in the king's palace. Uh, but despite his background, he became uh, what the Bible calls a cupbearer to the most powerful man in, in their world at that particular time. Now, I need you to understand this. A cupbearer uh, was not just a servant, not just a typical slave, if you will. He was typically a high-ranking officer uh, in the royal courts. His, his duty was to personally taste and vouch for uh, what was served at the royal table. Uh, and, and he did this to protect the king and the king's family, the queen and, and all of the, the princes against poisoning, which was a very, very common uh, a form of intrigue uh, in ancient politics. So if you didn't like the king, usually didn't stab him. You usually uh, put something in his drink that, that, that killed him. So the person that was the cupbearer for a king, particularly a king of the stature of Art Xerxes, uh, you know, I mean, this guy was ruling much of uh, the, the Middle East, uh, all the way to, if my recollection serves me, all the way to, to, to Egypt at that time. Very, very powerful man. And there were many people that had resentments about his power. Uh, but so the person that was monitoring his drink had to be totally trustworthy. And, you know, there are a lot of very talented people and, and people often try to impress me with their talents and their smarts, et cetera. But promotion comes when you can be trusted. Thank God for talent, but talent plus trust. That's when there's, there's a powerful combination. And Nehemiah wasn't just smart, but he was trustworthy. And he came to the attention of the most powerful man uh, in his age. And he says, I took the wine and you can't serve God without serving people. So uh, Nehemiah, to serve his God, he served this king. And our highest distinction is really found in our service to others. And he gave this wine to the king. So here we have a pagan king who did not believe in Nehemiah's God. 
Uh, we had a king that uh, ruled in a, in a strange land. Uh, he didn't share the same values of, of Nehemiah. Actually, he was later killed uh, because of some of his values. But nonetheless, Nehemiah served him. And it's our willingness to do the small things that, that sets us up for the big things. And he didn't mind the fact that all he was doing was passing a cup to the king. He realized that he could still serve God in that position. And then it says uh, here, now I have never been sad in the king's presence before. Now, this is important because moods are contagious. You know, I fight through a lot of stuff during the week, but before I, I stand before you and minister, I have to check myself because I know my attitude and my mood can be contagious. And the ancients didn't want anyone. Uh, well, let's say this. They didn't want the most powerful men in, in the land uh, to become depressed or to become negatively impacted by someone that was serving him. I know for me, one of the biggest battles I face in, in, in my life and, and I mean, throughout, you know, my entire adult ministry was not allowing people to get me down. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes man, I really have to fight through because I could easily take things to heart and, and and things can 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 get to me quickly. Now, you might not think that listening to me, but the reality is I know what I wrestle with. And uh, I, I think this is the reason why God caused me to marry. I think the happiest girl uh, in the world, my, my wife, you know, I have a no drama mama and she's just steady and she's just at peace and she's calm and she helps me and she actually steadies me in life. Verse two. Therefore, uh, and by the way, let me just do this. Another reason uh, why, uh, you know, people were not allowed. Actually, it was illegal. I mean, you could get killed for showing sadness uh, uh, in an ancient court uh, to a king. Why? Because the court was supposed to make the king feel like he was the most wonderful person in the world. And no matter what was going on in your life, if you were in the presence of this wonderful person, it made all of your, your problems go away. So what Nehemiah was about to do was extremely dangerous and could be taken very personally uh, by the king. And, and people with Artaxerxes uh, type of power, you know, they had eagles the size of whole planets. I mean, they, these guys, you know, they, they were from another world and uh, didn't take much to offend. And Nehemiah understood this. And the king, he responds to Nehemiah. Now, no one has, I don't think anyone had ever done this before. The Bible doesn't say this, but I will tell you, if someone had done this, it was, it was extremely uncommon. So, uh, the king said to, to Nehemiah, after Nehemiah came into his presence with a sad face, he said, why is your face sad since you're not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. So Artaxerxes called Nehemiah out and everyone in the room I know got deadly quiet. You could hear a pin drop. And the Bible says here, so I became dreadfully afraid. And, and the way God answers our prayers sometimes can be quite scary. And men like Artaxerxes, they did not play. And Nehemiah knew what he was dealing with. He was in the big leads and he could have lost his head in a moment. And losing the head might have been nice. They could have put him in a cell. They could have tortured him. They could have uh, killed his whole family. Lots of things could have could have gone on here. And, and then Nehemiah uh, speaks to the king. And I want you to watch what, what he says. He said, may the king live Forever. Now he immediately de-escalated the situation by celebrating the king 
and also by showing concern for the king's life. Now, many of us have heard our parents or at least grandma tell us, you know, you, you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. And she was right. Uh, relationships, they seldom die for, from a single event, but but typically from an attitude or an ego. So it's not usually what happens as much as the unwillingness to apologize, the unwillingness to see how what you did impacted the other person that really breaks the, the relationship. But I also want you to see here that, that the Bible says uh, in the first chapter, we covered this, uh, that last week that it was in the month of Kislev that, uh, Nehemiah got this report of all that was going on in Jerusalem. And when you do the math between Kislev and um, the, the month that, that we're currently in, which is the month of Nisan, I believe. But uh, what I do know is there was four months distance between uh, those those two months that were stated. And this during that time, we found at the end of chapter one, uh, uh, Nehemiah spent that time in fasting and in prayer. So this response and all that happens here is a result of, 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 uh, Nehemiah soaking this issue in prayer. And what I found is when, when you get pregnant with something, it'll eventually show. It may not show the first day, uh, but it will eventually show. And he had been brooding and praying through and interceding and, and doing all of that, uh, as it relates to his people in Jerusalem. And eventually it, showed and things, you know, in life don't just happen. A seed was planted and at some point it becomes obvious. So this, this pregnancy of God's will for Jerusalem, if you will, got so deep and so big in Nehemiah's heart, he couldn't even hide it anymore. And he said, may, may the king live forever. But watch, watch what happens here. Nehemiah then says, why should my face not be sad? Now, this is where Nehemiah risks everything. And he did it for his Jerusalem, but he set the tone by his first comment and, and by setting the tone, uh, a tone of respect, uh, it made all the difference here in his appeal. And we need to learn how to respectfully appeal to people. Some of it's just so proud. Well, I'm just going to tell them what I'm thinking. Da, da, da. But that's why you ain't getting nowhere. And that's why God can't promote you. I'd say 10% of conflict is a difference of opinion. 90% of conflict is tone. And uh, Nehemiah immediately set the right tone in his appeal, but also everything he said here was super risky. He said, why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs lies in waste and its gates are burned with fire? See, if you really love someone or really love some place, uh, in this case, it's hard to be happy when, 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 when those you love and the place you love is struggling for its life. And it's not really prayer until you care. And he was really pouring out his heart for months about this issue with this God. It came to the place he couldn't even hide, you know, what he was seeking God about. And, and God presented an opportunity for him to make this appeal. Then the king said to me, he might have paused, but he, he, he said, Okay, Nehemiah, what do you request? You see, favor is more powerful than money. It's more powerful than talent. It's more powerful than, 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 than most things you, you, you can imagine. Uh, you could take all my accolades. You could take all my accomplishments, all my worldly wealth. But if I still have favor, I'll get it all back. Favor is so very important. Actually, the Bible says we are saved by what? Grace, God's favor. 
favor is uh, singularly probably the most important thing that I have experienced in, in my life and ensure you understand in your life as well. So the, the uh, king answers, he says, you know, what is it you want, Nehemiah? So Nehemiah's like, okay, my head's still on, you know, I'm safe. Okay, I made it to this point. And he's praying. And I don't think he went out of the room to pray. He's praying to God uh, uh, under his breath. He could have even dropped to his knees. I'm not sure. But but what you what I do want you to see and what Nehemiah wanted us to see is that everything that happened in this transaction between him and the king happened with an attitude of prayer. And he responded after he prayed. And he probably prayed in heart. I can't tell you how many times I got praying in my heart. Lord, show me what to say here. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor, he wasn't acting like he deserved it. He wasn't being a jerk here. He, he, he was saying, you know, King, this is, I, I, I care about your, I respect your office. If it pleases the King, and if your servant has found favor, and again, this is the word that makes all the difference. When God gives favor to you, it doesn't matter who's against you. And this, this is the case here. And if your servant, he called himself his servant. Again, he's not acting like the king's equal. He's not rolling his eye at the king. Attitude and tone means everything here. If your servant has found favor, meaning it's based on the goodness of the king's heart, not just the the greatness of his request, found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tomb, that I may rebuild it. See, it's one thing to talk about something. It's another thing to build something. And Nehemiah was not just a talker. He actually became a a builder. But what I want you to understand, that ability to build and and this, this ability to problem solve was hidden under years and years of simply serving the king cups and glasses of wine. This whole project is accomplished uh, basically through the faithfulness of an unknown man who spent decades uh, doing repetitive things that that no one would think were, were important, uh, but he earned the right to make a big ask. And you may think, pay attention to me here, what you're doing is not important, but it may be the thing that's earning you the right to make the big ask at the right time. God has you where you are uh, for a reason. And at the right season, it will become clear. Just serve from the heart and be faithful where you are. Then the king said to me, and by the way, the queen, it says he was sitting beside him. So this didn't happen in private and everyone was watching. You know, was the kid king going to take this guy's head off? How long will your journey be? Now, it was Nehemiah's sympathetic heart here, uh, his month's of prayer, uh, uh, his great faith, his his big vision, his wise responses, and and, and again, his prayerfulness um, was all involved in, in making this appeal work, and 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 was behind God opening this door uh, for Nehemiah. And what I find in life is that God often designs, you know, doors of opportunity small, so big heads can't walk through them. And God is smart. And it's not so much that he'll disqualify you. Your big head will disqualify you. You won't come to church over some problem and you missed the blessing that was supposed to be in that service. And the issue is not that God kept it from you. It was you, you, you living in your feelings that, that kept you out of certain things. And there are opportunities that if you just apologize, one sorry, uh, can, can clean it up and open a whole new world for you. Uh, you just taking ownership of an issue can, can again, just turn things completely around. But the fact you don't, keeps you out of the blessing that could be yours. If you can't say amen, say ouch there. And then he says, the king is speaking. And when will you 
return. Now, like I said, uh, talented people are, are a dime a dozen, but trustworthy people are so, so, so very hard to find. And Artaxerxes uh, saw uh, the value and, and the trustworthiness of, of Nehemiah and he wanted him back. And here's, here's a question. Can you go back to the last place you left? I mean, did you leave in such a bad way? Did you prove yourself so untrustworthy that you can't go back? Nehemiah was able to step into his purpose in the next season, but also people wanted him back in his last season because he performed so well and so honorably. And honor is so important. A lot of times folks just want what they want and they'll kill and walk over 25 bodies to get what they want. Uh, but then when they get it, they can't go back. They, 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 they ruin so, so much that, you know, all they have is, is they just got to plow forward and, and then they do it again and they wonder why they're so lonely in their lives. Honor costs you nothing. Respect costs you nothing. Uh, and because of the respect he showed to the king and his years of being trustworthy, doing something very, very repetitive, uh, he earned a right to make this big ask. And, and listen, guys, wait for your timing. Uh, be faithful where God's appointed you and assigned you. And at the right time, it's all going to click. It's all going to make sense. And you're going to understand why. Uh, so it pleased the king, watch this, to send me. So it's important. A lot of times we just go. Uh, it, it's a blessing to be sent. He didn't go in his own authority. Now, you can go in your own authority if you want to. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a whole lot harder. He didn't just, you know, play the maverick and, and he was like, well, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I prayed, I heard from God. I don't care about you. None of that. No, no. It pleased the king to send me. So does it please the people uh, that, that you were last involved with, uh, you know, as you move into this next area? What uh, Were you blessed in the leaving or, or are there bad memories and hurt feelings? Now, every now and then, when you're dealing with immoral and ungodly people, you know, you, you got to break up and, and always, you know, that doesn't always go nicely. But when you're honorable and dealing with honorable people, um, there shouldn't be a trail of blood uh, behind you. So it pleased the king to send me and watch this. And I set him a time. So Nehemiah not only had a, a season of prayer, he also developed a plan. And uh, from the outset, he knew how long it would would, would take him. Now, I, I've had challenges here. Every date I've given you guys has been wrong. That's why I'm so slow to try to give you another date, um, because stuff just keeps happening. But watch verse 7. Furthermore, uh, there's always a furthermore when you do something for God. Uh, but but God knows if you don't push your limits, uh, you, you, you'll never get beyond them. So uh, uh, furthermore, yeah, that I need this one thing, or I'm going to tell you this one other thing, but I also need some other things. He said, if it pleases the king, Again, he's appealing to the heart of the king. Father, if this prayer pleases you. And we're learning also how to appeal to the king of the universe in his appeal to this man that was just king of, of a major part uh, of the Middle East here. If it pleases the king, Lord, if it pleases you, this is what I want. Let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judea. So he created a timeline. But he also uh, asked for safe passage. And what I want you to see here is this man was not afraid to ask, but it wasn't just about boldness to ask. He created an environment of respect and an environment of gentleness, an environment of service, an environment of honor uh, to make this appeal. And if you just want what you want and you're not respectful and all the rest, you're not going to receive 
the things you want uh, in a manner that blesses the Lord. Then he continues, and a letter to Asaph, the king, uh, the keeper of the king's forest. So he he knew the timeline. Uh, he also wanted safe passage from the king. But then on top of that, he knew the material he needed. He wanted wood from the king's forest that he may give me timber to make barns, uh, beams, I'm sorry, for the gates of the citadel, which pertain to the temple, for the city wall and for the house that I will occupy. So, uh, you know, he, he timeline, safe passage. He, he asked for wood. Now, these are all big asks, but he asked the king, but he also earned the right uh, to make this ask. And then finally, we see that he knew the specific areas uh, that he wanted to work on. But I want you to notice his priorities in the areas he wanted to work on. Number one, or first, he wanted to make sure God's uh, temple was prepared, uh, or was repaired, forgive me. Number two, he wanted to, to meet community needs. So God's temple, then the community. And then third, he wanted to make sure his own needs were met. And it's nothing wrong with you asking for God to meet your needs, but seek first the kingdom and all these other things shall be added. So, uh, you know, God took care of his personal needs, but first he put the temple first, he put the community second, and then again, he, he talked about the house that he would occupy. And this also speaks to us where we are right now as we finish our worship center here. Make sure that it's not just your needs you're putting first, that you're seeking first the kingdom. You're making sure the temple, God's needs are met and we're serving in the community still. And then uh, you can see God take care of yours. Uh, and the king granted them to me according, watch this. This is important and I'm going to wrap up here. According to the good hand of my God upon me. You see, it wasn't just Nehemiah's people skills. Those soft skills matter. People skills really, really matter. Uh, it wasn't just a matter of Nehemiah's prestige. It wasn't just a matter of his personal power, his position, his great influence. But ultimately, Nehemiah acknowledged that it was God's hand upon him that made all the difference. Uh, Zechariah says, and actually Zechariah was speaking to the rebuilding of the temple here. And he said, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit says the Lord. And what we need, you know, thank God for the degrees. Thank God for your resources. Thank God for even your relationships. What we need more than anything else is the hand of the Lord to be upon us. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.